0: Welcome to another amazing episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only going to sharpen our technical skills, but we're going to learn to become profitable as filmmakers. What's going on, guys? Another week, another live. I curated a bunch of questions that came from you guys. The whole reason behind doing these lives is for you guys. I want to bring value to you do you have a long-term strategy? So I think they're asking about, hey, when you're posting this content online, do you have a long-term strategy behind it? And I feel like as long as I was posting content on Instagram without a strategy, it wasn't sticking. It was just too much and kind of all over the place and people don't really know what to focus on. And um, the message wasn't cohesive and I feel like it really, really matters to have a strong voice and really understand, you know, what it is that the message that you wanna come across. And then whatever that message is, you have to stick with it and you have to put it out. Like, you know, day after day, day after day, like be consistent and that's how people start getting to know you. Hashtags start picking you up like I mean Instagram like patterns are crazy too. like, you know How often and how easy it is for me to now stick on the DaVinci Resolve hashtag compared to back in the day when it was just freaking impossible Um, Now it's just like if I'm gonna put a before and after and if it's good quality It has a good caption. I'm gonna do a hashtag and it's gonna stick. How do you come up with ideas? So I want to talk about that. That's a pretty good one so Coming up with ideas, um, the, the way I come up with ideas is whatever is happening and whatever is relevant, then it's too easy. Then I'm just like writing, I'm thinking out loud and I'm putting it on a piece of paper. I also don't stop myself when I'm writing. I don't get too critical how people can talk for hours, but then you give them a pen or you put them in front of a computer and they can't write one sentence because they're just thinking it through so much. So don't do that to yourself. Like... It will come to you because if you write about stuff that means something to you, then it's really freaking easy um, to run with it, okay? So that's one thing that I do. I just, I know what I do best and I'm passionate about it. So when I'm going to write about it, it's just going to be that freaking easy because then I just get to work and I get going. Um, Don't think about it. When you're starting out, when you're new, the humbling experiences and thing that I can share with you is that. Back in the day, it was so hard to freaking write a post because I would always just get so like freaked out that I'm just like the whole, in my head, in my small world, I just thought the whole world was looking at my content and if there's a typo or something like that, I may not get a freaking job or somebody might just like go, this dude is stupid, blah, blah, blah. as. I practice and just anything in life with practice, you get better. And that's exactly what I see now. Like I practice so much. I write so much and like, I'm just always here putting stuff out. So with that, like you just, I just don't think about it. I don't care. Like I should be caring now way more than before because I have like a big following now. And like people might be freaking really going in there and be like, dude, come on, like reread your stuff before you put it up. But to me, it's more uh, important to get you that value then for me to hold that from you, rob you from that value, rob myself from sharing, you know, my passion with you guys by overthinking it. How much time do you spend on a post? So that's a really, really, really freaking good one. And it's a very important one because it makes all the difference in the world. You know, you reap what you sow. So that's just it. That's that, right? So like, I mean, if you're going to put in five seconds, so many people back in the day, what I would do is I would just go, man, this is such an afterthought, I'm just going to write something, I'm going to put it out, and I want to get back to whatever it is that I'm doing, because this is just a joke anyways, it doesn't really matter, so I'm just going to write something really quick, put it up, just because why not, stay relevant, then I'm out. The thing is that people are just too smart. Uh, People are just too smart online, and they can read through the bullshit, they can read through like that you didn't put any effort into it, and there's just so much freaking content that you're going to get lost in the shuffle. So... Really, really, really put your thought into it. And it's just like working for any client, doesn't matter. You could be working on commercials, but if you have good work ethic, you could be shooting a freaking wedding video. You could be shooting something for your buddy. You're gonna bring in the same A game because that's all you know, that's your work ethic. And that's how you operate. So you gotta bring that mentality and bring it through here and filter it out. And that's the only way for your message to stick and for people to get like what you're trying to do. So putting in time, Uh, will pay off in a huge, huge way. And uh, the results are, the best thing about it is that on social media, there's instant gratification. So you put in the work and you see the results. Like, you know, you make an awesome post and you're just bound to get more engagement. And, you know, again, like the algorithms will pick it up and it's just, that's it. So you're going to see the proof is in the pudding. You're going to see the results right away. How do you stay consistent consistency is, uh, it comes with when you create the process frictionless and you do it enough, right? So, I mean, you make it frictionless and you do it over and over again. It becomes habitual. Like it's just part of your nature. It's like waking up in the morning, brushing your teeth. You just don't think about it. You do it. So consistency will come with like, you know, just really taking everything that makes you stop to do something. Take that. Like just frictionless, like whatever it is. If you're just at Starbucks and you you want to take a quick picture, even if it's a freaking third selfie in a row, and you think that it doesn't go with your feed, who cares? If nobody's coming to your feed, then it doesn't matter anyways. Make make it hodgepodge when you're starting out. Do whatever to get to a point where you find your rhythm, because in the beginning, it's going to be about you. You need to find you. You need to find your game. You need to find your plan then it becomes about the people. I'm going on a freaking vacation tomorrow. My birthday is on January 31st. My wife planned this epic freaking two, three day, like getaway. I am here live. I'm also going to be putting in hours to put out a freaking banger video for you guys tomorrow um, on YouTube. It's going to be one of the craziest tutorials I worked on. So I'm going to be working on that. I don't give up nothing, even if I'm up till three in the morning and I'm doing that because my commitment is with you. My purpose is more than just me. My purpose is more than just getting, you know, a few extra followers. My purpose is to live up to everybody's like expectations and bring my A game and like really give you guys what you guys expect because I have so much respect for people that don't know me and respect me enough to show up and always be there in my corner. So you have to think like that. That is it. This, this is gonna be the differentiator, the biggest differentiator. It's not gonna be that you crack some code and you're cute on Instagram for five days and you get some fame, because that's gonna wear off and you're gonna see that. People are gonna start seeing through your bullshit and that's gonna wear off. Same thing goes on any other social media platform. You need to be in it for a long haul and you need to be in it for more than just bullshit reasons to just gain a few followers here and there. Somebody's message about HDR and ACES workflow tutorial, please, no. HDR and Aces, no, because unless you're turning stuff in for Netflix and Amazon, you don't need to know it. Your clients are not asking for it. I know it for a fact because I'm working on commercials every day and broadcast is using Rec. 709 for the next two, three, four, five years. HDR is not coming in on broadcast level, so then it's not coming in on your corporate level, if that's what you're working on. It's not coming in on your YouTube videos because YouTube can't even fully support it. If you go on YouTube and you watch an HDR video, it's not fully supported. And then if you try to watch it in any other format than HDR, YouTube can't even do it right now because YouTube doesn't even take multiple trims. HDR10, HDR10+, Dolby Vision. You've heard these terms, but you don't even know what that means. And YouTube hasn't even incorporated it yet. And that's such elementary thing, because if you look at where the movies are and where TV shows are, they're so far beyond that point. But on a consumer level, This whole HDR thing is on the hush-hush because until every single person's house has an HDR TV and HDR monitors, I'm not talking about the HDR effect, which is 300 nits and it's SDR, it's bullshit, it's not HDR. I'm talking about truly HDR, thousand nits or more, like 3000 nits, unless you have those things in place, I'm not gonna waste my time teaching you HDR. You have way more to learn than the few buzzwords you hear on forums because everybody is just trying to talk big and not really showing what they're capable of. Like, I would rather spend that time to teach you the meat, and if there's one thing that you know about me, that is that I'm all about practicality. I wanna freaking show you something that you can go tomorrow and land a job, become profitable. Not for me sounding cute and really smart and talk about HDR and Asus and all these things and you're going to go, oh my God, this guy's a freaking genius. And then you finish my tutorial and you're like, oh, uh, what the hell was he talking about? I didn't get any of that. So I am i don't do that. There's pro- probably a bunch of channels teaching you HDR on YouTube. So go learn that. But when you're in the real world, um, I just gave it to you. The, the, I just broke it down to you, like how it's going down. So don't don't worry yourself with those things. Don't worry yourself with like which color space you need to be in. Stick with the one that Resolve defaults you to, and then learn how to work with the primary wheels and like learn what color grading truly is and what that art is. When they graded, oh, brother, where art thou? Or when they graded any of those movies back in the day, they weren't graded in HDR. They freaking look phenomenal. Uh, Fight Club still holds up if you watch it wasn't graded in anything with anything fancy. So just think about those things um, and keep that in mind. Thoughts on dreaded hashtags and shadow ban? It's, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, it's, I'm kind of split about it, okay? I just think, I think unless you put a video about your freaking new nail polish and then you call it DaVinci Resolve, I think Instagram is not so cruel that it's gonna freaking shadow ban you. I think, because a lot of people say, hey, get creative with every single post, like even if it's all about DaVinci Resolve, one time do DaVinci Resolve, second time do color grade, like get creative, no. I've seen many people using the same hashtags, and I'm talking about people with massive engagement, crazy engagement, and they use the same hashtags over and over and over and over again, as long as they're not abusing it, as long as it's relevant to their content, it works. But at the same time, I will agree with you, sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't stick. So if you look at, you know, the interstellar post that I made a couple of days ago, it's probably one of the hardest recreations that I've done. It was one of the most impressive grades that I put up and boom, like Instagram flatlined it, flatlined it. 1%. When you go and see that who it's shown to, it says 1% of people outside of your network size. So what the F happened there? I don't know. Like, I mean, it's Instagram can be very volatile, but I think so as other platforms. I see people on YouTube talking about YouTube is choking me, algorithms are against me. So like, I I don't have an answer for you, but I can tell you that Those are the times when you really need to test your freaking moxie. You have to put your head down and go, put your head down and go. Like it has to become more than just like, I do it for this one thing. And if I'm not getting likes, if I'm not getting engagement, then what's the point of doing it? And the reason why I'm saying these things is because that's the inner dialogue I used to have not that long ago. Because I was just like, I literally just spent one hour creating this look. A Freaking Instagram post and I put it up and it didn't stick like what the hell is going on? Like this was supposed to blow up and get hundred thousand views, but it didn't stick So what is going on? I don't believe in shadow banning unless you are like, you know, abusing it But I just feel like um, as long as you know, your hashtags are relevant to what you're talking about You should be fine. Could we get a horror great tutorial soon? Horror, horror great tutorial, dude, it's coming up it's coming up. I'm going to do it. And I have other so many good ones. It's going to happen. I'm going to I'm going to do that. I have cabin in the woods. There's so much stuff. So I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to do it soon. But, you know, the thing is, like, I pretty much booked out my tutorials till like late May. And it's almost like at this point, I have to like pick and choose and move some things around because there's so much good stuff out there. There's only so many of these tutorials, that you know, a month I can put out. So things just have to take precedence. So I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna keep posting this or that and then let you guys decide and then go for, you know, from there because obviously that's, I'm making them for you guys. So whatever you guys say, we're, we're gonna go with that. How do you research or pick the hashtags like small, medium, large? Okay, so that's a good question too. Let's talk about it. So. The way I'm going to do it is like, you know, I post something for DaVinci Resolve. Uh, What you can do, the best thing that I'm going to tell you, uh, biggest resource, don't do the, don't download those hashtag, top hashtag apps or whatever. Like those will get uh, shadow banned because if you're going to type in top tag, if you forget to like take off the top tag from like the top tag app, then uh, Instagram knows that you're using one of those apps and it's going to choke you. So, create your own. And the way I do it is that I will go in under my search and under tags and I'll type in Davinci Resolve and then I'll click on that little twirl down and then I'm going to see what other tags show up that are relevant. And then I'm going to write those down. So I'll have like a freaking, like, you know, I'll have like a doc or something open, like a Google doc or something open. And then I will write them out. I'll just write those out. And I'll be like, okay, next time I'm going to use those. So like, you know, I, I'm going to use filmmakers, and I'm going to use filmmakers, and I'm going to use filmmaking, then I'm going to use filmmakers world. I mean, all those four are, you know, closely related, but like filmmaker has 2 million, uh, you know, but like people on it, and then filmmakers might have 260,000. So if you're new, you have better chance at showing up at the 260,000 than the 2 million demo. So you kind of have to think about it from that perspective. And that's why you kind of have to play that game. So if you want to do color grading, which is pretty big, then color grade is not that big. So you're going to have to do both of them to see which one is going to stick with your post and get strategic like that. Um, other than that, I don't think that there's a limit. Like uh, my last Joker post, the uh, the part two that I put out, it blew up, like blew up to a freaking point where it got me like I don't even know, like hundred and seventy or eighty thousand eyeballs, and it got me like fourteen hundred followers just from one post, and thousands of shares. Like it just blew freaking up, and I only had three hashtags. I literally did Joker, I did DaVinci Resolve, and I think I did color grading, and maybe I've done I did uh, DC Comics, and that's it. So I had four hashtags. So don't exhaust it. Don't get crazy about it. If you just think that you're posting something that only can fit four hashtags, five hashtags, then so be it. Just stick with that. Did you go to school to learn DaVinci? I did not go to school to learn DaVinci Resolve. I went to school for cinematography and editing. And then um, grading was just like a necessity. Like that was just one of those things, right? Like, I mean, you guys work on your projects and it's like, they're really cool. And you put in all this effort and you use vintage glass and You shoot it right, and you wait for the right time of day, and you're using silk, and you're using lights, and all that. But yet, when you sit in that editing room and you finish it and you put it out, and you go, "Man, I wish," like I could have done something to make it look better. Well, color grading is that missing piece, right? Like, I mean, I'm telling you, like it's freaking mind-boggling what can happen. Like, you can just take a freaking image from nothing to like crazy, crazy looking image. You take a twenty-thousand-dollar production and just like that, you turn it into a $120,000 production. And that's no joke, like you really can. Like color grading is, I surprise myself with the power that this thing is and how crazy it can get. And some of the best, most rewarding grades I've created, looks I've created, were the simplest ways I got there. So even like the way I'm showing you guys lately, like what I've been doing, I'm like really, really avoiding using layer mixer nodes and qualifiers and things like that, because I really want to show you guys that, hey, let's create grades that are like these look DNA. Like once we have a look DNA, it's really easy to apply it across the board and then go back and balance everything out, balance all your shots out. Like, you know, you have a lens flare, something in a shot. So, of course, you're going to let it breathe in like, you know, you're going to let your shadows go and let it live in that top section. And then if you have a shot which is backlit, then it's going to be a different story. So, all those things, and I feel like this is what my message is. Like, I'm trying to create these look DNAs, and I'm like, I'm doing it with you guys to, like, really show you that, hey, don't overcomplicate it, you know? Like, the, the simpler it is, the more beautiful it is. Like, I saw, I was reading in Studio Daily in a magazine, and I saw the colorist working on Stranger Things, and you can barely make out, like, what's on the screen, but, like, I really, like, punched in and got close and looked at it, and his grade had like freaking five nodes, like five or six nodes, and the show looks gorgeous. I mean, so many of you asked me to like do a look on that. So what I'm saying is that that's it, you know? Like, don't overcomplicate it. Like, maybe do a lot more work beforehand. And the reason why I talk to you guys like do a lot more work in production is because I know Nowadays, everybody is like doing everything, right? So like most of you guys are shooters, you like are really talented shooters. You know everything about cameras, lenses, all these things. So like all my messages are for you guys that, hey, really, really learn cinematography, like put in more time understanding how light works and and play with both things together, like cinematography and grading. So then you can see what can you do with one or the other? Like, okay, with this camera, I can only push this much to get this result in post. And then you can flip it, you can reverse it. You know, And obviously don't ever live for like, I'll fix it in post, always like go in. Like now that I have Blackmagic you know, Pocket 4K, I'm abusing it by throwing lights in the frame because I know it can take it. It has like a Alexa mini sort of roll offs in the highlights. So I know that I can throw a freaking bright light in the frame and it will handle it like a champion. But like if I had a Panasonic GH5, I wouldn't dare doing that. So that's all I'm saying. Like play around with different cameras in post, play around with different cameras if you're fortunate enough, like in production, like go out there, shoot with them. So like you really get to understand like how each one works. So then you're ready to go. Cause as a colorist, like one of the things that you gotta do is like timelines are crazy, right? Like, I mean, a 90 second spot and two thirties, like, you know, you have one day to do it. And like, you have to rotoscope a bunch of things and you got to do this and that. And like, there's just, it gets deep, but you have no time to like waste. So you got to get going. So like, you just go, what is it? Like, you know, they'll tell you like, oh, the shot on Alexa, you know, mini LF. You're, you're like, okay. Like, you know, it's in your freaking database. You know exactly how to process it because you've worked with the footage in the past or whatever. So I highly encourage everybody to, like, get out there, get your hands on, like, crazy stuff as much as you can, so then you're always ready to go. Uh Let's see. Ford versus Ferrari. Great suggestion. Yeah, Ford versus Ferrari is freaking amazing. Ford versus Ferrari is really great. It's not out yet, obviously, on a Blu-ray, so once it's out, um, I'm gonna do a tutorial on it. I think uh, you guys saw my uh, must-watch movies for colorists, and I think, what a clean grade, you know, because when we think of period pieces, like usually they're just kind of gritty and tons of freaking grain. And I mean, I love grain. You guys know I love grain. i ultra grain and everything. But like with Ford versus Ferrari, they just kept it really tight. They didn't go in the traditional routes where they would go to give it a period piece. It was very freaking clean and like something that's from today. But then like when you look at the mid-range to like maybe mid-high, that's where they added some red and like really gave it like, you know, that Kodak, like, you know, maybe vision three 52, 19, like that sort of feel. They kind of drove it in that area. Although there were no LUTs, uh, used on that. Like I looked at the film emulation and they did not use any film LUTs. Again, I have so much respect for it to create that grade and keep it consistent without using LUTs, especially when you talk about like a whole film, you know, as a whole, like, and create a, a period piece. Like, you know, just hats off. Like, they freaking killed it with that. So that is a great suggestion. I have to agree. Are you in the union? I am part of the union for editing. I mean, most of you guys know me as a colorist, but I'm part of the guild um, for editor MPEG Motion Pictures Editors Guild. But I am not part of the guild for color grading. Funny thing is, I was mature enough to know that when I got into color, like I was mature enough and comfortable enough to know that I didn't need a piece of paper and all these things to be really taken seriously as a colorist. But obviously when I came fresh out of school, like, you know, you know, I needed the degree and I needed the extra certs and I needed all these things to make up for like the lack of uh, experience. But when I got to like with my color grading game, when I started working on that, like I just, I, I I was like, I don't need any of that. You know, like, I mean, I am just going to put my head down and I'm going to go for what I need and what I want. And I'm going to put in tons of freaking hard work. But other than that, I'm going to pick and choose what I should and shouldn't do um, when it comes to tra- traditional learning like style. And a lot of it is self-taught. A lot of it is just, I'm crazy about it, man. Like, I mean, I, I'll be at the airport and I'll pull up a picture in my Lightroom and I'll just spend like 15 minutes grading that in Lightroom. Like, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's like how some filmmakers are about directing. Like I know a buddy of mine, Ezra, and he's like that with, uh, you know, with directing. Like, I mean, he just lives and breathes that stuff. He'll be anywhere. And he's like looking at people as like talent, as actors and who could be better in his film. So it's like, it's just that, you know, like it just comes from within. And then if that's your passion and you find it, um, then it 's easy then it 's just like it 's just a natural thing then that 's that 's what you do all right somebody asked me that hey, I need to know you know i 'm in i 'm from Iran and he 's saying that a lot or Iraq actually and he said that a lot of people want to do this stuff but they don 't know how to market themselves or where to start and if you give me some information i 'll pass it along and to them i 'm gonna say you have the internet unless you tell me that you guys don 't have Instagram or you guys don 't have YouTube there you know, I see ridiculous amount of people from like small parts of the world that are making a crazy impact, have huge following online. And, uh, every day my mom is just showing me somebody making a freaking, like, I I think I mentioned that in the last live, but somebody making a freaking lentil soup. And this person has like, you know, 11 million hits on that video and 4.7 million like subscribers or something. And he's like, from some, you know, small part of like India, um, super countryside. So what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, I feel like the reason why I cannot stop talking about the power of social media is that it changed everything. All of a sudden, the mentality like where you need to be in the five mile radius in LA or you're screwed if you're a filmmaker, that is gone. That's just vanished. It's not the truth. I mean, you don't need to do that. Like, I mean, if you're just smart about it and so much stuff, people are like, so many people are putting out stuff. So I feel like even like some of the things that I'm talking about, I'm sure get lost in translation, but I mean, that's what it is. Like, that's why I always say stick with one or two resources, like whoever your dude or girl is, like whoever that person is that you resonate with, stick with them. That's it. Like game over. Like just take one person and then eat that stuff up because then you're not going to be getting mixed messages because... What you want to do ultimately is learn and apply. Like as soon as you take something, the only way to get better at it is that you turn it around and you freaking apply it. Like you just got something and you applied it and now it's burned in, Like right? So I mean, rinse and repeat. So that's the mentality that I would say. So brother, uh, the message to you for you, know, you know, my homies in Iraq, I mean, I'm just gonna say, it, like I said, I mean, freaking, you have, that, you have the same opportunities that many people do all over the world so just put out content man like get 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 your name out that's what you gotta do what's the difference between lut and grading so lut is a lookup table and basically it's like a it's a baked in look so uh think of it like i mean if you're coming from like a photography background i don't know but i mean like a preset right or or even like instagram filters how you just swipe over and those different filters those are luts those are lookup tables those are just looks created you know, pre-made and then you just like swipe and see which one looks good and then that's the end of it. And the reason why, if you wanna learn color grading, you don't wanna do it that way because it's sort of like the lazy way out and also it's crippling because sometimes you'll apply a LUT and then after the LUT, now you can't think differently. You're kind of stuck in that world and even if you take the LUT off and you start creating a look like Your brain will just make you go in that direction So it's kind of crippling and so color grading is like where you start from scratch and like you understand how colors work how to properly balance your image and Where do you want to take it to help the story, you know, so that would be color grading? So that's the difference. Uh, what's the what's the rate of importance between lighting and color I think there are two different things. I wouldn't say one or the other. Both. You know, that's just one of those things. Good writing or good actors. Both. Uh, can you get away with one or the other? Happens all the time. Bad writing, good actors. They carry it. Maybe freaking bad actors, good writing, and good editing will carry it. So you take out when they're messing up. So it just depends. Okay? So it's uh, that's the answer. I mean, there is no preference there. I mean, lighting is freaking key because... If you just, if your actor is in like in the freaking shade and there's no detail and you're shooting on Alexa Mini LF and you bring it in post, there's nothing really I can do. It doesn't matter if you shot it on your iPhone at that point or Alexa Mini LF, like you just didn't shoot it right. So, you know, it goes hand in hand. Both are very important. (laughs) My son is going hard on that one hater lady. I just hit her. Negative energy is just not tolerated um any of my social mediums and that will go with i will leave you guys with that and then we'll close this off like don't allow it right don't allow it it it. there is no like i'm gonna build resistance toward it and you know hey come hit me like you know i can take it blah 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 nah if i don't know you and you have the you know guts to come out and talk to me a certain way or say a certain thing no nah. You know, just like get the fuck out, right? Like I mean just it's it should it needs to be as clear cut as that because it shouldn't be tolerated. Because what it's gonna do is that eventually you're gonna build this character and have this conviction when I'm talking to you guys and I have that I don't care. Like I don't care if I'm standing in front of like a freaking six eight dude and if I'm freaking if I'm convinced on something and if I'm making my point, I'm going at it. Okay, like nobody's stopping me and that thing you need it like that's very important and it takes you really freaking far in life Not only when it comes to your career your freaking relationships like every single thing in life And that's how you earn respect too. So if I don't spew if I don't go out there and I don't talk about negative stuff And I don't do that to anyone. I don't expect that I don't tolerate that there will never be a place for it on my end. So I know most of you guys already know this and this is the message I want to leave you guys with have zero tolerance for this bullshit. So, That's why I don't go on forums like, you know, go on any freaking editing forums, film forums, whatever. Everybody's trying to put you down. Everybody's trying to act like, you know, like they got one up on you and like they know more than you and you're just starting out and they make you feel small. I don't go there. I I don't, I I don't have time for that garbage. I got to go. I got to produce. I got better things to do. I got to make stuff happen. I don't need a little voice like little Timmy telling me like, you know, how hard it is and how I'm not going to make it because he's just happened to be a keyboard ninja. I don't need that. I gotta get out there. I gotta freaking slay it. I gotta freaking kill it. I gotta inspire people. I gotta make a, I gotta make a difference in the world. I got bigger freaking fish to fry. And on that note, I love each and every one of you so much. I have so much respect for you guys, and I will see you next week on Wednesday. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends, subscribe to this channel, and I will see you in the next episode.